couple of quick plugs before we start today's show. If you want to follow us on Twitter, our handle is at Narbos Podcast. If you want to email us, our email address is narbosandbroomheads at gmail.com. Hit us up with your comments on future episodes of Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High. And if you want to be on a future episode, let us know as well and we'll try to set something up. You can also uh, follow our show on all of the podcast platforms, including iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and uh, Spotify. So please give us a follow and subscribe on any of those sites, and uh, you will be able to get us pushed to you every single week. The theme music for this show is brought to you by a band called Ew, You're a Girl and Girls Suck. They are a punk band from here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and their Bandcamp page is iagags.bandcamp.com. That's E-Y-A-G-A-G-S dot bandcamp.com. They used to watch Degrassi episodes when they took breaks from recording back in the 90s. Uh, anyways, that's about it for the plugs. Let's get to this week's episode. and broomheads and we are still talking about my so-called life strangers in the house part two but before we go nuts on this episode let's go nuts with the intros i'm alan and i'll be leading this one and who is joining me on this episode let's go down the road to oakville hey guys it's uh tim here back again to keep my uh my emotions down in this sad sad sack of an episode Uh uh-huh but we'll make it through as we continue to my favorite Italian pie out in Regina. Oh, it's pizza. <laughs> hey! Oh what the fuck are you talking about? Got it. Got it. I was like planning my like, because Helen was like, yeah, let's go nuts. And I was going to be like, yeah, let's D's nuts. And then I was like, <laughs> my head was somewhere else completely. Hey, it's pizza. <laughs> Uh, also known as Arlo, coming to you from Regina, Saskatchewan, Canada, and I'm so happy to be here. Uh, let's head over to, is it called, okay, is all of the attempts The Rock, or is that just like one, New Brunswick? It's one singular. Is that New Brunswick? Oh uh, my that's god. Oh no. Oh no. That's Actually, it's like there's several rocks. They refer oh. to the Maritimes as several rocks. Let's, let's head <laughs> and over then, to so you the say, I'm from the, I'm from the, <laughs> the Newfoundland rock. Oh no no, I'm going to the P- Prince Edward Island rock. Oh okay, sorry, my bad. Mm. It's very confusing to live here. Mm-hmm. To be referred to to try to explain where you live. I just like I just like how you're telling jokes, but deep down you're so offended. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so yeah. hurt. Yeah. I feel like I'm there's pissed. been a f- there's been some kind of faux pas here. Yeah. I, no, mm-hmm. just it's fine. I've never actually been asked that question. You, if you <laughs> just Newfoundland is the big that's the big sticking point is the pronunciation. So you might as well just say Newfoundland. Newfoundland, oh, no. New, Newfoundland, or Newfoundland. Newfoundland. Like, Newfoundland. Loose, just new. Oh, it's Newfoundland. We just go mm-hmm. Newfoundland. That's it. <laughs> I'm Ted. Hello, from a rock. 
<laughs> oh, right. You're the cock on the rock. It's the, the Newfoundland oh. one. Got it. That's that's a Tim thing. <laughs> oh. No, that, that's fine. I'm all those things. I'm all those things to all those people. Hello. Um, let me see. Who else do we have out there? Uh, another landlocked rock right next to the uh, the uh, Rideau Canal. Who's up there? It's called Rideau. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Just really? It's not. It's, not. Um, it's called Rideau. Rideau? Rideau? If you're, if you're French. Canal. Uh, yeah. There is a street in Ottawa that people fight about the pronunciation. And it's Dalhousie. But some people was... call it Dalhousie. And Ugh. some people call it Dalhousie. Oh, Dal- so some people pronounce it right and other people pronounce it wrong. Exactly. I Nobody says Dalhousie. Right Dalhousie. It's the street where all the hookers are. That's what I call it. Yeah. Where everybody, <laughs> everybody knows, knows what I'm talking name, yeah. about. Rap. Yep. But that's me, the hoe from the O, up here in O-Tizzle. Uh, I, was up, I was up in O-Tizzle a few weeks ago. Oh, do tell. What did you guys do? We Pull went back the veil. I bet you all didn't we know that we Dal-Hoosie went. Street. Yeah, yeah, we went and saw some hoes. Courtney knew them all, yeah. all our friends. <laughs> yeah. What's up, ladies? She's like, I also call Looking this the good. office. Yeah, no. We went to a hockey game. We went to see the uh, Senators play the Winnipeg Jets and... Courtney, what yes. was what was the most annoying thing about the game? The stupid kid behind us. Um, the stupid kid <laughs> behind us I... and all the kids. Yeah. I was like, you know, Jets games and Leafs games are really expensive, but you know what the good thing is? You, people can't afford to bring their kids. So <laughs> I noticed in Ottawa where those seats are so much cheaper, so many children. Yeah. Yeah. So I've heard you mention this before, Alan. Why? Why is or Winnipeg Jets game so expensive? Because the arena is much smaller than the other oh, arenas. Oh, I see. Yeah, I see. So yeah, so it starts. Well, technically, it starts at ninety dollars to get in. Except that the Jets can't wow. sell out games anymore, so they're doing like two furs and you know cheap Tuesdays. The surging Winnipeg Jets too, by the way. Yeah, go Jets, go. They beat they beat the shit out of Ottawa, so that was fun. Right, Courtney? Courtney could yeah. not care about either team. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Could not care less. Yeah, she had a hard time getting but, into the game. I didn't get into it at all. <laughs> what were the kids doing? Were they, like, kicking your seats or just being annoying kids? Oh. Were they Were they your kids, Courtney? <laughs> that way you get into the game. I mean, at this point, who knows? They could be. <laughs> <laughs> The kid, the kid behind us had like his own little fucking commentary going, like for the whole game to himself, not to anyone else, just to himself. And it was stupid. He wasn't funny because he's a kid. And yeah, yeah. So he, you know, the kid know it all. Is like he's like, oh fucking rat, or he didn't say fuck, I guess, but he's like, oh rat, wake up, wake up. That was a penalty shot. Blah blah blah. Like nonstop the entire time. It was so fucking annoying. Yeah. And then at the end, and then at the, the, the end, like they were all from Winnipeg. It was like a mom and her kids. So we started to talk to them and like fake, like we weren't annoyed. Oh, I'm glad you had fun. <laughs> Stupid family. Oh, Fuck yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kids proud so of both of you that you didn't pull the child aside and scare the shit out of them. I'd be like, you need to shut the fuck up, kid. Yeah. 
It warms my heart. We were, we were tempted. But I think in Alan's eyes, this kid redeemed himself because the Jets were winning by, what was it, 5-1 like or something? Yes, or, yes. They were winning by a lot. So, so a lot of the Sens fans started started filing out because it was close to in the third period. Everyone's get home. And there was this elderly couple, I would say easily in their 80s, eh, Alan? Yeah. Sitting sort of close to us. So they were getting out and we stood up to let them by. And the kid behind us, like he was chirping everybody leaving and he fucking chirped this 80 year old couple. He's like, bye bye. Bye. See ya. Jeez, seriously. (laughs) And and when he was doing that, I thought to myself, okay, like I used to do that, except I wasn't a kid. I know you that. I was about to life, ask you if you chirp them. You used to, I mean, we both used to stand up and be like, fair weather fans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we... And Alan used to, like, jingle his keys at people who were leaving the game early. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Better get home. Yeah. Didn't you do that? Come on. Yeah, we, me and Arlo and Arlo's boyfriend at the time, The yes, the same one who was in the band with the two people who shit. <laughs> Uh, went, went to see went to see an Ottawa CFL yes. game when they were playing the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and uh, Winnipeg Winnipeg won the game like twenty nine to one or twenty eight to one, which is in the well, CFL is even worse because yeah because the one is a missed field goal so it's like it would have been better to be shut out because a one is kind of a reflection of your failure to uh, to even get the field goal right uh, and. Yeah, even in that game, we were we were mightily obnoxious. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> right, Arlo? Yeah. Well, do you remember when he used to go to like Montreal and watch Expos games when Expos was still a thing? And like, man, like those seats when you had an empty seat next to you, those plastic seats made one heck of a racket. Yeah. And you could really like <laughs> if you thumped the like the seats up and down. Um, like the foldable seats up and down, like it just clacked like nobody's business. And because like the expos were obviously losing money, there's no one in the seats. You always had an empty seat next to you and (laughs) it was loud. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There was only like 5,000 people of the game, but everybody was slamming the seat next to them to make noise. So yeah. Good Arlo, You went and watched some Connor Bedard play hockey, huh? I have, I did not, not yet. Not Not yet. yet. You should go. I know. I need to right. get on that yep. and get a signature or something. Something. Yeah, you only have yeah. because apparently he's the next Wayne Gretzky or something. Yeah, you so. only have two months left. And then he yeah, gone. Yeah. Get on it, me. Yeah. Um, in the last episode, and we're recording on the same day as the last episode. Someone mentioned that today is uh, the day that Buddy Holly died. I mentioned it. And uh, so, fun story. I was at work. <laughs> I was at work and uh, some colleagues of mine sent me, like, who were sitting, this is like four years ago, sent me a note from another part of the office and they're like, you need to come down here. So I went down there and they were all talking about Weezer, who had just released a new album, which I haven't listened to, but it was, you know, 2018 Weezer, so I'm sure it sucked. And so... <laughs> They're they're talking about Weezer and our colleague. There's like three of us who are forty, and then one of our colleagues who was like twenty five and from New Zealand, who was not really familiar with Weezer at all. So they're like, she doesn't even know who Weezer is, and you know we're all old people. Oh, mm-hmm. like such a classic band, you know. But then, but then <laughs> yeah. I was like, you know, Weezer. They had the song Buddy Holly, 
And the this person was like, I, I don't know. And I'm like, you know Buddy Holly, who died in the plane crash? It was the day the music died. Didn't get that, too. And then finally I was like, you know, it was the... It was the basis for the song American Pie. And she was like, oh, the Madonna song. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. No. Yes. So. Alan crumbles no. to his knees. Yeah. <laughs> Madonna sang American Pie? Well, she covered, she covered it. it. Yeah. Uh, it let's say inf- infamously covered it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was not good. Ew, gross. No, it's pretty I don't bad. think I've ever heard it, and I never will. Huh? Well, and I think we mentioned the Big Bopper the last episode. So, uh, also got to give a shout out to Ricky Valens. Ricky Valens. And, uh, and any of and the Buddy crew. Holly. What? The song, The Person. <laughs> no, I mean, we, we, no, yes. no. Uh-huh. We were talking about, like, the Weezer song, Buddy Holly, but we didn't actually talk about actual Buddy Holly, who fucking ruled, by the way. Well, I mean, we're kind of talking about the day the music died. So, I mean, those were the big yeah. three. But there was also like other crew and pilots and stuff like that. So very sad day. Yeah, very Just sad. Yeah. Didn't so, want to leave anybody out. Yeah, it, w- it wouldn't have the same ring to it. The day the pilot and the rest of the crew died. <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it wouldn't have had that. Uh, it's a roll say quoi. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Maybe Don McLean had a B side about the pilot and the crew. <laughs> But I mean, I'm just saying, I think everybody knows that it it was Buddy Holly, but like not, not as many people know the Big Bopper and also, uh, Ricky, Ricky Valance. Yeah. And Waylon Jennings was supposed to be on the flight as well, but he lost it. He won. Well, lost it in a uh, coin. He lost one. Yeah. Yes. And the, the band too, Buddy Holly's band, the crickets were supposed to be there, but they chose to drive instead. Yes. Mm, Welcome to. The day the music died, the podcast <laughs> <laughs> with <laughs> with both Buddy Holly, Alan's the like, one, you sick, you say? One. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so interested. Um, Let's do it. I can sing the entire song if you want me to. Okay, I'll, no, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> can you clap along when you sing it? That'd be really good. Absolutely. Uh-huh. I recently, I recently discovered, and I'm probably just way behind the times that Weezer covered Africa by Toto. So I yeah. saw Weezer. That was an entire album, Courtney. They covered a bunch of things. I... It was an entire cover mm-hmm. album. Yeah. Well, I preface by saying I'm probably so behind. <laughs> <laughs> so in 2019, I saw Weezer. The only time I've seen them live at the Corona Capital Festival in Mexico City. And they played a 19, no, a 20 song set list. And I was like, oh here, here are the top five songs from the Weezer set list that I heard. Uh, let's just go through this. Uh, Take On Me, Paranoid, <laughs> Africa, Everybody Rules the World, and Lithium. All five <laughs> cover songs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they were good. Um, one more fact about uh, Buddy Holly. It's not really about Buddy Holly, but I was doing a road trip when I drove back from Ottawa to Winnipeg when I moved home, and I was driving with my with Jamie, and we I came up with a playlist that was like, here are songs from artists who are from all the cities that we're going to pass through as we get home. <laughs> oh, my nice. God. And we drove through the States, and 
driving through the states coming back to winnipeg you go through fargo north dakota and i'm like mm. who the fuck is from fargo north dakota <laughs> <laughs> well bobby v is from fargo north dakota and bobby v's uh career took off because when all those people died guess who took the gig mm. oh that's right yeah it was bobby v <laughs> so there you go Mr. V. somebody had to do it yep mm-hmm all right, uh, so we're going to dedicate this episode to uh, Buddy Holly. We hardly knew ye. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, it's about time he got some recognition. Uh, Fuck yeah. We're talking. to do what you got to do. We're talking about the second half of Strangers in the House, which again was released on October 20th, 1994, and is episode eight of My So Called Life. And what happened in the first half of this episode? Sharon's dad had a heart attack. Sharon is staying at Angela's place. Things are awkward between the two of them because, of course, they used to be best friends and are now not really best friends, but their moms are best friends, and I guess their dads know each other, so they're in this awkward situation. Brian Krakow is Sharon's shoulder to lean on. They've kind of made this out-of-nowhere connection. Sharon's boyfriend isn't talking to her right now because she's not, you know, giving up the puss, so... Gormless, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, also you can just sit around in hospitals and watch all the dying people on television, and like, it's like General Hospital right in front of you. Form of entertainment. Yeah. Yep. And okay. not only is it entertaining, but for Patty and Graham, it makes them want to fuck. So yes. Yeah. So well, one of them. Yeah. So as we go into part two of this uh, episode. Uh, we don't know what the fate is going to be for Sharon's father. There's still stuff going on in the hospital. And uh, Graham is, like, really overreacting to what's happening here, right? Like, he can't sleep. He's like, am I going to die? He's 40 years old. Uh, He's not... He has to close this account uh, for what? Rosenfield? Rosenfeld? Rosenfeld. Yeah, Rosenfeld for the printing uh, company. Where, by the way, they showed that office where they work in at the very oh start. God. I was like, that's what a fucking printing office looks like? It looks like a fucking library. So, anyways. All right. Yeah. So, we start part two. Jordan Catalano is walking under the bleachers. I believe this is the first time we've seen somebody under the bleachers. So typical. <laughs> uh, he is cool AF because he snatches that smoke from above his ear. Did any of you have, like, an under-the-bleachers situation at your school? Mine wasn't populated enough to, like, there be, like, an on top... Like, there there would never be anyone on top of the bleachers either. Like, it was just... Like, Our a field weren't out, big enough. Like, just a field out back. Yeah, so same if you here. wanted to be alone, you could just go to the field out back. Like, it we, <laughs> My school literally had just a field out back. Not a soccer field, not a football field grass yeah check, we had, check, there's, check, wood, there's woods you a backyard too. like there's lots of places you could be alone you didn't have to go under the bleachers yeah um we had a beach well it's really? not like a beach it's like a newfoundland beach like a rocky beach like, maybe yeah like a rock yeah like a rocky beach. did you go to bayside with zach and kelly and <laughs> yeah that's right all my friends zach screech <laughs> kelly kapowski <laughs> Either that or it's like I think that's saved by the bell. Either that or it's like Ted's high school. Yeah. 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 I should ask I should ask 
through my husband because he like went to one of those like mega high schools in California. Oh yeah. That like you know like they actually had like like it, it looked like the schools that we see on television and stuff. All so the I should ask you about that. Yeah, for real, for so real. Cute. And they had like tennis courts and they had an indoor pool and an outdoor pool and I'm just like what? Like my Canadian self is just like <laughs> mind blown. Um, so I, I should ask him if. Uh, like under the bleachers was a thing. I bet you it was. Um, Ange- a- Angela he was follows. A bad, he was a bad kid too, so we'll see. Angela has followed Jordan under the bleachers, and <laughs> as he's standing there smoking, she says to him, "Oh, is this where you come to smoke?" And immediately <laughs> narrates line. what we're all thinking, which is, "What the fuck?" Like. Good job. Also, she's she's actively crying already in this moment. Yeah. Yes. Like, uh, Angela, what are you doing? Uh, Jordan notices. He's like, oh, are you crying? <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're leaking. <laughs> uh, Angela narrates that, that she's crying because she's lonely and feels like a terrible person. But out loud, she says it's because her friend's dad is in the hospital and he could die. And... You just see the fucking like wheels turning in Jordan's head, like processing this information. Was turning he... or grinding? Grinding, yes. Uh, he turns away and puts out the smoke, and Angela approaches him and they hug, but only for a short time because, again, as soon as somebody else notices what Jordan is doing, like one of his friends, Jordan's like, yeah, it's tough, and he has to haul ass. <laughs> so he does. Okay, in real life, that's his brother, Shannon. Leto, who is it? Leto, who is in his band, Thirty Seconds to Mars. First of all, second of all, like as much as we see, like the gears turning in grinding in uh, Jordan's head, uh, like I don't know. Like we see the manipulation in Angela's, like on him. No, she just like she goes to this place to cry to get close to Jordan. Of course she does. And she, in her mind, knows that this is a horrible thing to do, but does it anyway. I mean, you would, right? Mm. Right, Arlo? That beautiful boy? That's the truth. I don't think I would be that manipulative to know how to manipulate that way. Well, Angela's well, that's at why it. you're not at with Jordan Catalano. There you go, everybody. Angela Chase, the real bad person in this relationship. I like in situations like these, this is where we really see like in real life the age difference between the two of them. Not in the show. But it just he looks so old compared to her when yep. they're this close to me. Like, even though she actually looks like she's growing up on the show, she looks older. He looks so old. Like, it just seems creepy. To Jordan's credit, not I mean, we're not talking about Jordan. Uh-huh. I mean, Jared Leto being 23. But to Jordan's credit, he does recognize that she needs to be comforted. Good job. Uh, by the way, shout out to friend of the show, Heather, who sent an article, which was the oral history of my so-called life. And one of the comments was that this season between the pilot and then there was a delay after the first few episodes before they got picked up for the rest Mm -hmm. of the season that a lot of these characters aged so much from the start to the end um in particular 
what was Brian Krakow's real name? Chewing gum? Gumball machine. Yeah. Devin, <laughs> Devin Gumballer. Devin Chewing Gum. Yeah. Uh, exactly. It. Talked about how he, like, he grew, like, so much taller over the course of the season, so... Well, I did happen to notice in this episode, and maybe I just haven't paid attention, Like, but I actually noticed like they seem older in this episode, all of them. I yeah. just feel like they just look so, older. So this yeah. was the first... So there was one pilot episode, then like a year passed, then they shot six, and then more time passed, and this is this is the next one of the... And the rest will be shot together. Um, so, yeah. So, Angela, manipulative piece of shit, uh, according to Arlo. <laughs> okay, as I said last episode, she's still learning how to be a good adult. She's learning how to be a good person. Not there yet. Still making childish decisions. Yeah, piece That's of shit. all I'm saying. Shitty person. Sneaks into yeah. her home. That's exactly what I said. Uh, she asks Danielle if she asks Danielle if Sharon is there, and Danielle confirms that she is there, and so is Graham, who is upstairs, like moping by himself. Well, so, and their mom reacts like he's dying. Yes, yes. Like, what the fuck? Uh, like, is he in mid heart attack right now? I don't even know what he's doing up there. What are you doing? Like, you have your fucking arm over your eyes? Like, is your entire life just flashing before your eyes the entire time? And you're just like, ah! My immortality! Like, I don't understand what he's processing in that way. Yeah, it's 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 really a lot. You were talking about, do you know people your age who have passed away? I, uh... I remember one of the first times I really thought about how close I was to someone who died was when George Michael died. It's like, wait a minute, how old was that dude? And then I was like, but the, and he was, you know, he's like 13, 14 years older than me. So I was like, all right, we're still okay. Plus, he did a lot of drugs. So, yeah. Again, ration, wait. rationalizing it. Yeah, exactly. And what's, what's Graham going through is like he can't rationalize himself away from the situation of this person. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Wait a minute. Sorry. I'm not Andrew Ridgely. <laughs> <laughs> or are you? Yeah. I'm Alan. Who knows? <laughs> what became of Andrew Ridgely? He joined the no Narwhals and Broomheads podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Little known fact. <laughs> I actually saw a photo of him very recently and he looks amazing he can sit there and ride my coattails too on this podcast yeah, yeah. well i mean if you're like <laughs> rich people He's are right. able to do amazing things and uh he looks amazing so no i would like to go back to this comment you made are you saying the closest person that passed away to you is george michael <laughs> yeah my friend george didn't you know <laughs> Jitterbug, remember? Babies, <laughs> remember the eighties? Yeah, he was a duet partner in. No, that was the first time where I thought about like someone died, and I was like, "Oh, they're pretty fucking young. Like, are they close to my age? Could I die?" But yeah, that was the first. Okay. Like since then, there's been there's been others, but yeah. I mean, it's gonna happen, everyone. We're gonna die. Uh, so great. Anyways, shut up. Yeah, well, that's not gonna happen to me. Yeah. shut up. So I'm gonna compartmentalize that, just like Camille, <laughs> and not think about it. Thank All right. You. So everybody is arguing over who's gonna pay for pizza. Uh, Sharon joins in. She's also hungry. Um, yeah. So everybody wants pizza. The doorbell rings. Brian's there at the door. Angela is gobsmacked, and then they ask if he can pay for the pizza. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> 
I got money bags. Yeah. Patty shows up, and this is what Patty wants on the pizza. She's like, double cheese. I'm like, all right. Totally works. Little tomatoes. Fuck off. Like, no. <laughs> you lost me. No, no, yeah, no. no good. Um, what? Little tomatoes? She said, can you get those little tomatoes that Graham likes on the pizza? Like cherry oh, tomatoes Graham, you loser. Yeah, I don't give a fuck what Sun- kind of tomato is. No, no, no. Nope, no, no, no. You've already got oh, a little tiny cherry tomatoes, tomatoes on the damn thing. Yeah. I like tomatoes on pizza. Shut up. Disgusting. Yeah. Oh. You're disgusting. Yeah. Just we totally. thought we knew ye. <laughs> but she says get a large. Yes. Right? Just a large for all like seven. A lar- for three well, teenagers, two adults, and a child. <laughs> but then I look. I specifically looked this up, and I was like, large pieces used to be larger. Oh, Still wow. not enough. Still they not used enough. To be, they used to be 16 inches. Yeah, they used to be extra large size. Yeah. Yes. Well, Which still not enough. I, I still don't think is enough for three teenagers. Nope. Mm-hmm. So it's better than Arthur's pizza. Or Jimmy. At least they had t- yeah. they tried. Yeah, the personal pan pizza. Yes, Jimmy. I'll get yeah. the special. Pause, pause, pause. Pepperoni. So yeah. <laughs> you guessed it. Yeah. Uh so Danielle also says that daddy can't be disturbed, and Patty's like, What? <laughs> so she gives I An- must go disturb him. Yeah. Add nods him. Yeah. Uh, two... I need to disturb him in every way that I can think of now, <laughs> uh, without two... relenting. So to uh, Patty's credit, though, she does give Angela money for pizza, so we're not going to make the children pay. So that's very nice. Uh, Patty finds Graham in bed and asks if he's feeling all right. Graham's acting like he's hungover, and she asks how the meeting with Rosenfeld went, and he just can't talk about it. Like... <laughs> He's so distraught. He's a fucking loser. He's like, I I can't. I just can't right now. She's Mm -hmm. like, okay, well, it's okay if you didn't get the account. And he's like, I just need to get out of here. I need to get out of this house. Can't breathe. Yeah. And so... I need to dance. (laughs) Like, he's so disturbed. He's so disturbed that he doesn't even want to fuck right now, which is like a lot for Graham, right? Um, So... Apparently, it's a lot for fucking Patty, too. Yeah. So he's like, I just need to get out of this house. And it's just, it feels like, even in this situation, incredible overreaction. Okay, in in Graham's defense, like, if you tell your partner, you're like, like, I really can't talk about this right now. And they're just like, okay. But I really think we should talk about this. And you're just like, okay, like, I really cannot, I do not have the emotional capacity to talk about this, right? And your part, and your partner's just like, but we really have to talk about, like, eventually you, like, get to the point where you need to escape. And I feel that. I feel like Patty is a suffocating... The overbearing? Like, yeah, like, I, like, eventually, like, he's trying to, like, set boundaries and be like, I can't talk about this right now. And she's just overstepping those boundaries constantly mm-hmm. by like, and you know, part of it is, is him actually communicating. I don't want to talk about this. And part of it is like, Patty, read the fucking room. <laughs> like, just shut the fuck up. Like he doesn't want to fucking talk about Whoa, the account okay. right now. All right. This is hitting right? a nerve. Obviously Arlo's been there. She's like, you're getting progressively mm-hmm. more mad. <laughs> Does Drew ask a lot of questions? You're like, and then Graham's like, shut the fuck up, Drew. I mean, Patty. 
<laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, I didn't say any of those things. Uh-huh. I'm just saying. But your tone said what the are you a fucking when lawyer? You, set, you try to set boundaries and the other person can continues to overstep them because of their own needs. Uh-huh. It Go can on. be an oppressive environment that you need, just eventually need to escape. And I feel yeah. that. It, he could I, have just it, said, yeah. I got the account. It might have been over the argument. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He could stop being a fucking idiot. And yeah. Fucking like, whiny. I can't. It's true. Like, his reasoning is, like, really dumb. But, like, I. Yeah. I can't convey this piece of information that would take three seconds to do. <laughs> yeah. I've, I I'm find so Graham yeah. immature. Like, he's. He's not. He he's not Patty, We got. We got the account. It's fine. No, but, I don't want to talk about anything else. But it's fine. Like, yeah, it, it, absolutely. The the effort to avoid the situation is <laughs> far exceeds exceeds what it would take to just say <laughs> and it. the strain totally. it will put on this marriage. Totally. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. the kids are in the kitchen waiting for pizza, and the phone rings. Which, uh, even though this is the Chase household, Brian answers the phone. He doesn't even say hello, Chase Residence. Like, who taught you? Like, He's like, hello. A- when we were kids, my mom made us answer the phone, hello, Fallhofer Residence, uh, who do who do you need to speak to or something like that. Absolutely. My brother and I absolutely loathe answering the phone because <laughs> uh, That is a lost art, I will tell you. Nobody learns that anymore <laughs> because everyone has their own cell phones. Oh, I and don't disagree with you. And when you call someone... For an important reason, and they have absolutely no phone manners. I recognize that I sound exactly like a fucking mother. Fuck off. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Uh, Arlo, this is a whole new side. This is a whole new pizza. Shut I'm, I'm up. Being exposed uh, to you right now. Phone I was manners. raised right. Shut up. All right. <laughs> So, anyways, raised right, you fucking whore. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, the phone call not only does Brian answer, but then it's Kyle. So, I guess Kyle knows. I get me. I guess Sharon gave Kyle Angela's number. I guess that's how I'm, that would have worked. I'm sure she left a message on his answering Deeper? machine that used actual tape. Yeah. So, like an actual cassette so tape. Times, right? Yeah. So Brian actually at this point uh, is not hungry for pizza. He leaves right away because his, you know, like you can hear his little dick deflating as uh, Sharon and Kyle are going to be reconciling here. Sharon it makes bother- that bothers me. It's like people who like swear by the f- like that the friend zone exists. It's just like, oh, like if there's no sexual gratification, then I guess we're not friends anymore. Damn it's right. Like, well, Fuck you, Brian. <laughs> like you can't, you can't be with like you, you, you don't want to be there for her anymore just because she, it has a boyfriend now. Like yep. fuck you, yeah, you oh, piece of I shit. Mean, oh, okay, <laughs> fucking teenage boy. So, yeah, fuck you, you piece of shit. Exactly. Sharon again makes her plans with Kyle, and Angela starts to chastise her for making a date. And is like, well, what about Brian? And, of course, Angela being totally oblivious to how Brian actually has feelings for her. Um, though She's I guess, not actually oblivious, though, let's be clear. Yeah, so Angela says Sharon is just using Brian, 
when uh, Kyle isn't around. And, of course, Sharon immediately calls Angela out on using Brian. She mentions that Brian is so in love with her, which Angela denies. And Sharon says, well, that's not Rayanne, what Rayanne says. And Angela tells Sharon not to talk with her anymore. So they're back to, uh, well, I guess they were never really on good terms. But at this point, they're fighting a little bit. I mean, poor Brian, quote, poor, unquote. Like, poor Brian is, like, in the living room listening to all this. Of course he is. And they're all like, Brian, ew! (laughs) (laughs) Fuck that guy! Little dick Krakow? Yeah. Ew! And, like, you know, he's, like, a creepy troll, but, like, that's gotta be tough. So Sharon asks why Angela can't be nice to her at a time like this. And Angela says, well, why do you need me to be nice when everyone else is being nice? And so Sharon leaves. Angela goes upstairs and Patty comes downstairs thinking that Graham is back. But it's only Brian there. And he says the pizza will be there soon. Sharon isn't hungry. Brian just stands in the foyer like a fucking dope. I don't know who's going to accept the pizza when it arrives at the house. And we cut to commercial. So it's great. This fucking house. Yeah. Like, the saddest house I... in television. Uh. <laughs> it really is. It's so sad. Yeah. Brian's like, I'm going to go fix my bike. <laughs> in the light of the street lamp. Yeah. Uh, so the me phone... And my, me and my pleated pants. <laughs> the phone rings. It's 12.37 a.m. And Camille is uh, on the phone. She thanks Patty for sending Graham to the hospital. So that's where Graham has gone in his... I don't know, his depressed stupor, who knows? He's like, TV's really good there, so I'm going to go watch. He probably checked himself in thinking he was dying. Yes, yeah. Uh, She asks how, um, Patty asks how Andy is, and Camille says that they're still waiting on the results from the angioplasty, and she apologizes to Patty about Sharon, and Patty doesn't know why, but then we find out that Sharon has decided not to stay at the Chase household. She has left and why the hell not, right? <laughs> like, she didn't even get any fucking pizza. Come on, man. Uh, Graham. Well, she would have waited. She would have got some. Yeah, but with tomatoes on it. Come on. True. Like, why don't you just take yeah. a dump on the pizza? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Food. Uh, Graham is really, really wondering about Andy. Like, really wondering. Like, why would he have a heart attack? And he goes through all the reasons, and it's like... Why are you the upset one? Like Camille's sitting right there. Um as they mentalizing. Yeah. As they talk, a doctor comes out and tells them that the angioplasty was a success. So good news. And so then Graham, I guess, stays at the hospital for a few more hours because he doesn't come home until like the crack of dawn. He goes for a walk. He has to walk home. Yeah. Uh Patty is just coming out of the shower and he tells Patty that Andy will be okay. And he also says, oh, by the way, I landed the account, which you could have fucking said it 12 hours ago, dude. <laughs> could have left a note, like any anything. Yeah, just left a note. Mm. Yeah. So Patty doesn't understand, and then Graham is like, well, I didn't want to land it because, you know, it's going to be my job and it's my life. And he's clearly unhappy because this account means that's going to be what he spends his time on. But I mean, this is kind of a refreshing midlife crisis, honestly refreshing kind of like he's not like i mean i guess he's like been doing the affair thing and like spoiler alert that could still be a thing but like he's not like buying a lamborghini it's like he's like questioning 
his career. And it's like, super. Like, I, I think I think we w- would all question our career in this moment. And I appreciate that. I mean, I wouldn't be, like, lying in bed unable to talk, but yeah. Yeah. But does he really think yeah. if he doesn't get that account, his wife, the owner of the company, is going to fire him? It's a catalyst, Tim. Yeah. yeah. It's just a catalyst. So, Arlo, if you were in the same position right now, you'd be like, you know, we just landed that big butt plug account. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. What am I going to do? <laughs> Shit, literally. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Literally. literally. Yeah. <laughs> literally. They keep saying literally. Yeah. Everything is literal. <laughs> oh, up my ass. Literally. Fuck <laughs> me in the ass. Literally. To be, to be fair, I don't own the store. I just work there on the weekends uh-huh. as supplemental <laughs> income. Yeah. But if I did own the store, this would be gold. <laughs> so everything is literal. <laughs> so Graham, of course, is like, you know, the only thing that matters is I landed the account, but Patty disagrees. She says she's proud of him for landing the account. And then she says, Graham, you're fired. And she says it's because she loves him and she doesn't want to lose him. And then Graham, of course, tries to change her mind. And she's like, you know, what's what's happening? (laughs) I didn't know she had so much positivity in her body there. It bothers me a little bit because, like, Patty just, like, took on this business from her dad. And she's kind of, like, falling on the sword so that Graham can potentially pursue whatever his midlife crisis wants him to pursue. And it's just like, well, so, I mean, I I guess, well, and we're talking about, like, you know, Camille's just like, oh, Andy, like, he really loves it and stuff. Like, does Patty really love the printing business or is she just, like, resigned to doing it and... So she's just like, oh, go fly your freak flag. What did Patty really want to do? Like, she doesn't seem super passionate about printing. No, but I think I think the show's made us to believe that like he's been kind of dragged into doing that job because she owns that company. So I'm, I mean, I'm, she was also dragged. Into oh, yes. It. So true. it makes me I mean, I, I don't think I'm supposed to feel very sorry for her because like, you know, she's supposed to be like, oh, go ahead and live your dream. But, like, I, I do, uh, like, analyzing it a little further, I, I, I feel a little bit sorry for Patty because it doesn't seem like she really had an option in terms of what she wanted to do with her life. I, I don't think you it's... I, I mean, I know it's a little bit about what you have to do with your life, but we've also talked about how weird a fucking situation that is, right? Like, yeah, there's, there's got to sure. be a little part absolutely. that's like, you know what, maybe we yeah, shouldn't be working and spending all our time to together. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and, like, Patty is the boss, and it's fucking weird, like... So it's an opportunity to just get out of this bizarre situation too. Um, well, and maybe she can figure it out later. Like yeah. that's fine. I'm not. I'm not going to harp on it. I'm just. I, I'm a little sad for Patty. Yeah. So they're wondering what they have to do about what they're going to do about money, which I get. I get because. Oh, yeah. I, I, well, because Graham is not going to draw a salary now from this company, but at the same time, I'm like, well, Patty still owns the company. Like all the money does come into her and she can figure out how to, how to distribute the money. Right. Well, I so. mean, she'll have to hire mm. someone else. Yeah. But... So she's going to have to pay someone else, but you know, that's, but she'll, that... hire, she'll hire someone junior, pay them less. Don't worry about it. 
yeah, like I, I understand it's a small business, so any money probably outside of their pockets might hurt. But at the same time, it's like it's a salary. Like that's that's what it's going to cost you. Yeah. Also, like it's it's nice for them to have that option. <laughs> yes, it's not like he, it's not like he quit a job again, again that they don't own, right? Like he doesn't work for a big corporation and and now loses his job, and right. it's like, well, now we can't control any of the money. So, anyways, mm-hmm. whatever they got to figure it out. <laughs> they hug, fuck it, right? <laughs> We're good. Yeah, yeah. Must be nice to be able to um, survive on one income. Yep. Uh, comfortably. For a while, and Patty could put like a cat on the on the on the payroll and be like, "Here, Graham, the cat now works for us." <laughs> the same amount the cat of money just coming in. The Rosenfeld account. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's uh, chip off the old uh, the old dad block there. <laughs> just f- fudge some stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're mm-hmm. back at school. Ryan and Ricky start talking to Angela, and um. They also, what did I say here? And talk to each other about how Angela must be avoiding them. I don't know what the fuck I was saying in my notes. Whatever. <laughs> they tell, yeah, they tell Angela that Sharon's dad is okay, so Sharon didn't know. And then Angela asks Rayanne if she's friends with Sharon now. And then Ricky calls them both out because they're both being stupid, right? They're both being catty with each other. Oh, you're friends with her now. Oh, you didn't tell me. And Ricky's like, shut Correct. the fuck up. Correct, Ricky. Thank you, Ricky. Yeah. So Angela comes over to Sharon's place after school and drops off her bag. And Sharon is listening to music on her bed. And Angela asks Sharon what she's listening to. And Sharon says, it's a group you'd probably hate. So last week we did a quiz. The the what does what will I listen to with Jordan Catalano? quiz Mm -hmm. so my question for you what song or what group is sharon listening to oh richard marks oh that's a good one (laughs) that is a good one fuck that's a good one the river it's the river the album (laughs) uh i'll say boys yeah i was gonna say the spice girls it might be too early for Spice Girls. I think that that's too early. Yeah, Spice Girls would be too early. I'm trying to think Garth of like Brooks. fake, like fake grunge bands. You know what I'm talking about? Like live? Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, I saw them in concert. Give live a pass. You know what it is? She's listening to Throwing Copper, but her favorite song on it is Waitress. Which, by the way, no stars for that song. It's fucking horrible. <laughs> So, <laughs> let me guess what it's about. Everybody's good enough <laughs> for some change, some fucking change. Yeah, <laughs> terrible, terrible song. Uh, George Michael would be it... proud. Your best friend George would be proud. Yes. Maybe she's listening to like Bon Jovi. I was gonna say Bon Jovi. Are like always or mm-hmm. like what about oh. Smashing Pumpkins? Ace. No, 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 no. That's Angela. Oh. Yeah, that would have been like, Smashing yeah. Pumpkins. Yeah. She's like maybe oh, Ace. Right. Sharon's like Ace of Base. Oh, God. Yes. I did see the sign. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what it did to your eyes. In 1994, <laughs> my guess would have been Hootie and the Blowfish. Oh, oh God. Oh, no, God. No. Oh, I hated it so hard. I, was I, just I like, had a this cousin is... who, who, who didn't really listen to music but wanted to sound like he was cool and listen to music. I can still remember this was at one of our Christmases. 
And someone said, what are you listening to? He goes, oh, man, I just got the CD. I love this band. He called them Hoobie and the Blowfish. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Hoobie and the Goldfish. Oh, oh, Hoobie and the Goldfish. Oh, Hoobie and the Goldfish. Oh, <laughs> We're like, oh, my God. All of it's bad. Yeah. Listen to that whole CD, I bet. Yeah. You realize humanity's doomed when Cracked Rearview is like sold like twenty billion albums. Oh, it sold so many fun. albums. And by the yeah, way, it's gotta uh, be one of the top selling albums of all time. No? Oh yeah, absolutely. And by oh, the yeah, way, was... totally, totally worth it. Great album. Don't give a fuck. Oh, you, oh, you love oh, it? I, I like. Oh yeah. I like I'm not. I'm not even kidding. Thumbs up to Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Aerosmith from Sharon a little oh, bit. Yeah. Yeah. That was right around like the crying. Like, crazy, like that kind of situation. Yeah, yeah. Crying so, crazy and maze. So that would that would make Courtney pretty excited, <laughs> yeah. though, right? Oh, very aroused right now. Very yeah. aroused. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How professional. Yeah. So. Maybe a little Oasis. Mm, love Oasis. A little bit early Oasis, but yeah, it could be. But Oasis was way too fucking cool for Sharon. There's no way she's, yeah, listening. Totally. she's not listening I to agree. Definitely Maybe. Absolutely not. Um, by the way, I also misspelled the band's name. So I have Hoodie and the Blowfish, which would be rad. Um, so Angela says she's glad that Sharon's dad will be okay. And she starts to go. And then Sharon uh, says, you know, my dad almost died. And you seem to be the only person who didn't care. And this leads to them both starting to cry. And Angela says that she figures she was the last person who Sharon wanted to deal with. And Sharon, of course, you know, the the genius of the writers is like, you were the only person I wanted to deal with. Can I just jump in quickly and say, Angela, ugly crier? (laughs) Yes, you can. (laughs) I mean, the the Claire Danes cry face is a famous thing online. So it you're not is. the first person to to recognize this. Yeah. Really, it is a sight to behold. Yeah, more of a I'm more of a James Vandermeek Beekman. <laughs> 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 uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that Sharon in the, like Sharon were kind of, uh, I mean, in my mind, is a more mature person than Angela in a lot of ways. It's kind of like a uh, like a contra point to like everything in her room being so immature but like she's the one who's willing to put herself out there and be like vulnerable mm-hmm. um and say like well i like i miss you i i don't understand why this is happening like all of those things and asking angela for you know some kind of emotional response and uh, angela is the one who's kind of immature who's not willing to put herself out there, who's not willing to say those things. I mean, I think the Angela-Sharon dynamic has been interesting throughout this because Angela wants to think that she's too cool for school and that she's she's so mature. Like that she's grown up and that she's so deep and mature, but really she's still kind of completely full of shit. Whereas Sharon is actually showing like some, some growth. Emotional maturity. Yeah. 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 And yeah. Well, Sharon might be the real one where Angela was still not sure. Like, is this really who she is, Angela, or is it just a version of herself right now? Yeah. Uh, so they cry, they hug. Uh, Sharon says she knows they have different friends now, but she misses Angela a lot, which Angela agrees to. And then in a callback to uh, the flashback at the start of the episode, Sharon says things hurt. 
and Angela tells her to squeeze her hand as okay. much as it hurts. So, like the, this line's a little cringe, like <laughs> as a callback mm-hmm. to the you know, oh, squeeze it as much as it hurts. Like this is a little cringe. I mean, it would have been better if Brian was there and he would be like, well, "Squeeze my balls as much as it hurts." <laughs> Zip. He tries to shove him in, okay. like just right. in the scene. Okay, right. <laughs> he yeah. tiptoes. He tiptoes in the room, and like covers him up with like cloth or something. It's like squeeze it. It's like oh no, God. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Angela is then walking home, and there he is, Brian, outside repairing his bike in the dark, like a creep again. Yeah, in the in the light of the of the fucking street light. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So across the street from where he lives? Question mark. Well, of course, because <laughs> he wants to be. He wants in the to best be. Light. Well, again, he's not out there because his bike bike needs to be repaired. He is out there waiting for Angela to come home. Right. Like oh, okay. this is what he's waited all night for, and so he tells her she's in his light. Angela tells him that Sharon's dad will be okay. And Brian says, this is an interesting line. He says, I already heard from my friend Ricky. So. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It, I right? mean, it's, it's, I like the idea that they've established that Brian and Ricky have a friendship, but Brian is talking to Angela like she doesn't know who the fuck Ricky is, right? Well, or maybe he's like sticking it to her a little bit like, oh, he's my friend too. Yeah. Uh, Angela says <laughs> that uh, she was just over there and Brian asks why he would care and so now Angela gets on Brian's case about how he's friends with Sharon, which Brian denies. And he says Sharon needed him um, or somebody, and he happened to be there, and they just hung out. It could have been anyone, which Angela tells him that's not true. And she's talking about how Sharon needed him. And anyways, Brian eventually asks Angela if she'd given this a lot of thought. Brian rolls her eyes and leaves, and... Then there's kind of a narration about being connected to people, which I uh, did not write down. So, <laughs> oh, oh, actually, except for one point where she's like, one of the connections is people you have an unspoken connection to. And then she looks at Jordan and I'm like, uh, uh, wrong. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, a little <laughs> no, you shallow. Don't. Yeah. It's a little shallow. That- yeah. <laughs> So we see Graham kissing Patty goodbye as she leaves for work. So I guess, like, like you don't, even if it's your family business, you don't just say you're fired and then the next day you're not working there, right? Like, <laughs> you have to clean some stuff up. Yeah, like, there's got to be an exit strategy here, right? I mean, we don't know the timeline. Maybe it was two weeks later. We don't know. Yeah, no, five months later. Uh, <laughs> Graham is kissing Batty goodbye as she leaves for work. Angela, again, is narrating about people who you've known forever. And, you know, you know that they know you the way that no other people don't know you because they've seen you change. Blah, 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 blah. Bottom line is Angela and Sharon pass each other in the hallway. They're with their respective friendship groups, but they smile at each other. It appears that there are more, uh, you know. There's more mending. There's some. There's some peace there yeah. between their in their friendship. Yeah, and uh, the show is over. So I, I think, by the way, Sharon's dad still like. I feel like they treat it like well, the angioplasty is over, and Sharon's dad's at home and running on treadmills again. Like, 
Dude's still in the hospital mending from this. But <laughs> could you imagine this actor who lands the role as the parent of the best friend of someone on this TV show, and he thinks he's probably coming in with lines and stuff, and he finds out he's just laying in a bed, being referenced to the whole time, <laughs> not credited. Yeah, not, yeah like if, if, unless you have lines, you're lines, not credited. Yeah, yeah. can even get mm-hmm. a, can even get a flashback or something. Nope. Yeah. On a closed I mean, circuit maybe, television. Maybe he'll show up in the future. We yeah. don't know. Yeah. Uh, so there you have it. Strangers in the house. Uh, I believe after part one, there was discussion about not this, this not being people's favorite episode. Uh, are we still of that mindset? Yep. Oh, yeah. I, I still thought it was boring and a downer, but I'm excited for next week's episode. So. I'm not bad. I'm not mad at it. I, I think that it, does like it did it was well done like it did show like the way that different people deal with trauma and i appreciate that and i think that that was really clear between the different characters like how they deal with trauma and uh you know i guess kind of a character study like that is maybe not the most interesting thing (laughs) if you're not like analyzing it you know but for me personally, I thought it was really interesting in that way. The Looper.com article that I've bookmarked that is every episode of my so-called life ranked put this one right smack dab in the middle of their rankings. And uh, next week's episode was 18th out of 19. So damn it. I don't care. It's a Halloween Oof. episode. I, I'm Oof. looking forward to it. Yeah, it is a Halloween episode, so great. Though I will say that we're only a couple of episodes away from the episode that they put at the top of the list. So, Have we uh, done a Halloween episode yet? Uh, there was no Degrassi Halloween episode, was there? I was going to say, I don't think there was. Maybe we can take this opportunity to do some spooky things. Ooh, spooky, spooky episode, everybody. Yeah, so... Uh, Let's, Even uh, though we're out of season, but still, let's. Yeah, let's, let's and like, uh, what are we gonna do? Make ghost noises. That's really it. <laughs> we're gonna do the whole <laughs> episode in spooky so. voices. Yeah. Well, hopefully, yeah. Barry, who is uh, very famously known from the Some Weird podcast, will have yeah. uh, some some weird shit to tell us. That's right. That's about it. monsters and ghosts and things. That's the other name of his podcast, the Weird Shit Podcast. So. That's the Weird Shit Podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> well, hopefully Barry will be back and we'll be counting on him for some spooky things. Yeah, some ghost stories. So, if you want to tell us your favorite Halloween stories uh, in the month of February, send them. <laughs> Send them to us, Narbos and Broomheads at gmail.com at Narbos you and Broomheads. You know all those Halloween people out there? Like, my husband's a Halloween guy, and he's just like, up oh, on it. Yeah. <laughs> I expect you a story. Been waiting yeah. for this moment. Yeah. Like. Uh, Narbos and Broomheads podcast on Instagram at Narbos Podcast on Twitter and also on all those social media platforms. I can be found. Slip of five eyes or slip. And where can we find you, Timmy? I'm at Folly T on Twitter, and Twitter is sucking even more than it used to, so don't even bother. <laughs> uh, Arlo? What about you there, Rock Cock? Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, hello. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, Ted uh, Sewatri. I'm uh, from The Rock, the Newfoundland one. Yeah. And, yeah, so uh, let's roll that on up to... Uh, yeah, very, quite suggestive. 
Let's roll it on up to um, Canada's other capital, Ottawa. Yeah, it's me, Courtney. Um, I did want to just end with one other funny story from Alan and I's hockey game experience. Yes. (laughs) We have to go through metal detectors to get into the arena. Oh, yes. (laughs) I can't believe you forgot this, Alan, because Uh it makes fun of me. So we went through, you know, you put your phone, everything in the containers and it was fucking, oh, it was country night, which uh, Alan didn't know or he (laughs) pretended not to know. Oh shit, it's country night. Oh, like C U N T? Not, no, not country night. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh, it's country night. Good good thing I brought my cowboy hat and I put it on. Yeah, and he whipped whipped it out of his back pocket. It was like one of the fold away ones and he like, Yeah. Um, anyways, this older lady was doing the security, and I put my phone in the bucket, and she passed it on. I was like, because she had a giant brown cowboy hat on, and I was just, I'm like, wow. I don't know why I was fascinated by it. And so I just kept thinking about it, and I forgot my phone. So I went through the beeper thing, <laughs> oh. and then I just kept on walking, do, 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 <laughs> like into the sunset, like a country or a cowboy. And then, what, about 10 minutes later? Um, Alan's like, what time is it? And I went to grab my phone. I was like, oh, fuck. Where the fuck's my phone? And <laughs> I re- and Alan's like, did you leave it in the security bin? <laughs> and then I realized I did. And so immediately shouted pretty loudly, I'm such a fucking idiot. <laughs> and? and? I, accident- I accidentally shouted it right into this, like, guy's ear who was right in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. And we're pretty sure he heard, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you sure did. And, he turned around and, with like the most horrified look on his face. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, who brought and, this bride? Yeah. It was great. Oh, oh, yeah. I didn't even, yeah. Anyways, so I almost like I ruined our night about 40 different times. Well, the best. In the. In the so, yeah. so the best part was Courtney shouting, you're such a fucking idiot to herself. But again, the person in front of us thought that, that she was speaking to him. So then yeah. So then we're like, let's go back to fucking security and see if the fucking phone's there, right? So you go back to security, and, and but like, of course, once you have, you go through security and then they do your, you know, they scan your ticket. And once they scan your ticket, they're like, no in and outs, like you can't yeah. leave, right? So we go to the person who is at the ticket line and like the security people are what Courtney another 15 meters away. Not <laughs> like, even. Like Not we're, even. we we're looking right at them. And so Courtney's like I lost my phone. Can I go see it's it was in that line. Can I go see? And the security person's like you're going to have to wait till intermission and then go to lost and found because it's going to be brought there and blah blah blah. <laughs> and I'm like I'm sitting there and I'm like like you're what kind of fucking fan experience is it where it's like, yeah, like when you like think about it, like when you lose your phone, how freaked out you are. So you're mm, you're gonna sure. tell the person, you know what, sit around for an hour and wonder yeah. if you're gonna get your fucking phone back, right? And wow. so finally, after like some convincing, like Courtney cried, and yeah, and she didn't cry. <laughs> I showed, yeah, I showed yeah. them my boobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but anyways, Courtney convinced them to let her walk, like, the 10 meters to the person. She walks over. Lo and behold, the fucking phone's there. Like, it's, well, it's I, over. Well, yeah. I was like, can I please just ask? I can see them. And it wasn't even 10 meters. It was, yeah. like, 10 feet. It was very, very close. 
And the girl's like, nope. Anything left in the bins immediately gets taken upstairs. Like, they have this, like, intricate, like, Willy Wonka system of, like, (laughs) whatever. They have that little shoot? It was, like, seven minutes ago. It really wasn't that long ago. They they put it in the little plastic tube that's just, like, shoop, and it just goes up to lost and found. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, they, yeah. I bet Anyways. you're never going to do that again, Courtney, in your entire mm, life. Probably not. I bet you I she mean, will. I bet you she will. <laughs> yeah. I lose phones all, like, all the time. And by the way, all of these things that Courtney did, this whole story, completely sober. All of them. So. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, Arlo, who are you? Where are you from? What's your well, you fucking... you can find me on yeah. Instagram at A-R-L-O-E-S-C-O-T-T. Angry Arlo at <laughs> gmail.com. <That's right>. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Don't cross me. Yeah. All right, everybody. We will uh, see you all in a week. Peace. Later. Bye. See you later. Bye-bye. Well, I just said I don't get my love. I would never do my homework. But stay up late and dream about Kylan I would never get girls out of my house Maybe I would I would walk around and got naked Don't you get caught my dreams Everyone thinks I'm so good I went crazy at the school Yeah